The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. In a country like Brazil, it is predominantly soccer. And so to go over there and see the passion that everyone had for that sport and how it was more than just a sport, it was really cool to be a part of that. Here come the Irish. Welcome to the Indie on NBC podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robinson. No one cares because we got Jason Garrett this week. Jason, let's look back on Notre Dame's win over NC State. So, I mean, what were the big takeaways for you? I just liked how they went on the road and uh, and they got the job done. You know, they they played two lesser opponents in the first couple of weeks. You know, they go to NC State, not an easy place to play against a good team, a good program. Uh, you know, they have the rain delay. There's a lot of different things going on in that ball game. And it just seemed like they stayed locked in. They did what they needed to do to win the game. All three phases continue to contribute. Uh, I really like the performance going down there and getting a win. I mean, that was like almost hour and 45 minute rain delay. In your experience, you know, when you think about this, the Navy, Tennessee State, then that's your first real test on the road. And you have that kind of adversity early on. How do you get the guys going in that scenario? Those aren't easy. You know, you go in the locker room typically and you tell them to, hey, take your shoulder pads off, you know, relax a little bit. Uh, but you know the intensity that you that that develops over the course of a week leading up to a game, right? You're priming yourself to go play your best. You know, you have your Tuesday practice, your Wednesday practice, Thursday, the walkthrough Friday, you travel, you go do what you need to do. You get your emotions right. You get your spirit right to go play. And then you start and then you stop. And then you got to kind of take a breath and regroup and get your mind. You know, you want to stay calm, but you want to maintain that intensity. All those things come into play. So you have to be mature individually. You have to be mature as a team. And that's one of the things that's impressed me the most about Notre Dame or the, or the, the maturity of the players. It's a veteran team, particularly on defense. A lot of senior leadership there guys who have been around and been in different circumstances. So it, it just seemed like they handled it well. They didn't blink. They stayed relaxed. And then when it was time to go play again, they went out and did it and played well. So moving forward, let's look at this Central Michigan game preview. Uh, what questions does Notre Dame need to answer in this game, um, do you think, before we get into the rest of the schedule where I'm looking at Ohio State, I'm looking at some of the other games on the list. I don't want to get too, too ahead of myself. Yeah, it's great that how you just said that. You don't want to get ahead of yourself, and that's the challenge for Notre Dame, 
right? And, you know, last year they had a couple losses in games they should have won. They should have beaten Marshall. They should have beaten Stanford. They were a better football team. So for me, coming into the season, it was looking at that. Early on, you're better than Navy. You're better than Tennessee State. You're better than Central Michigan. How do you handle that? They're two for two so far. They went and played well. Everybody was emotionally ready. Their spirit was right. And they executed at a very high level in those first two games. Now this is their third challenge. I thought they handled the NC State game very well coming off of those first two wins. Now they got to come back and do this again and not get caught looking ahead. You know, it's practice well on Tuesday, practice well on Wednesday, practice well on Thursday, and then go play well one play at a time for three hours on Saturday. So I do think they've demonstrated an ability to do that. They just got to do it one more time against Central Michigan on, on Saturday afternoon. We're, we're pretty a decent chunk through the season, but what has really impressed you about Coach Freeman in the second year uh, at Notre Dame? Yeah, you know, Corey, you and I have talked about this before, about leadership and, and, and the best leaders identifying problems and putting a plan in place to solve them. And, and I think he's done that. I thought he did that during the year last year when they had some of their hiccups. He addressed the issues, solved them, they moved forward. And I think he did the same thing in the offseason, you know, to address some of those those wins against teams they should have beaten and maybe addressing some of the the, the travel logistics that they ran into last year, addressing how they practice. And I, and I think he really uh, put a critical eye on all those things. You know, last year he takes over. It's his first year as a head coach. There's so many things in place at a place like Notre Dame. This is how they've done it for a long time. And I think he did a good job in that environment, functioning well. But then he gets a chance to say, okay, I saw how this went. Okay, I like this. I like this. Let's keep doing it that way. But let's dig into this a little bit. I'm not so sure I agree with how we're doing that. And so I think he did that. He did that throughout the program. I'm sure he did that in recruiting and how he relates to the coaching staff and and some of the things they've done in practice or travel. And, uh, you know, I know the GPS stuff has been something that's really uh, he's put his attention on. So I, I think having the chance to have gone through it for a year now you pull back and you put your own stamp on it. I've been impressed by all of that. Well, you know, I, I love listening to you call games, so I can't wait to listen to you this weekend calling that Central Michigan game. Now it's time to, to talk to the kicker, Spencer Schrader. You know, he had a super long field goal. One of the things I love about kickers is that they're the most interesting people on the team. My <laughs> so without further ado, here is Spencer Schrader. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spencer, you, you had the, the school record 54-yard field goal against NC State, but we're not going to talk about that yet because I want to talk about your life. And most of the times we talk about football first and then the life, but you're just really fascinating. So, you know, you, you, you've been on all these adventures. What are a couple of adventures that, you know, are the best highlights in, in, your, in your life so far? I think it started with being homeschooled, kind of opened up. Uh, my horizons a little bit allowed me to do some cool things that kids that were in school kind of didn't have the opportunity to do. Um, when I was 12, my family and I took a three-week edu- educational cruise through Central America, visited every single country except for El Salvador, and got to really kind of meet the locals and explore different cultures and learn a lot. And that kind of started my fascination with travel and kind of being entrepreneurial and getting out and doing some cool things. And so that was an inspiration to eventually like have a nonprofit that, that worked on education in some of these countries. Um, and then when I w- I lived in uh, Indiana till I was 12, then I lived in Austin, Texas for a year, and then I've been in Florida for the past 10 years before coming here. Um, and I started a private training company with my sister in Florida, which was fun because it, it introduced us to a bunch of different people. We got to be uh, mentors for the youth and, and, and train in something that we were really passionate about. So we grew that together and that kind of set me up well to have some real estate investments. And so I was working business at the same time that I was playing soccer. Um, My soccer journey took me overseas to Brazil and Canada for three months um, in each place. And that was awesome. Um, And then I think God kind of set up the football opportunity in my life. So then I got pulled back to USF where I walked on the team, spent two years as a walk on before getting put on scholarship. And so it's just kind of been like, have encouraged to follow whatever God's path is for me. And it's kind of shifted and changed a lot as I've grown and gotten older, but I couldn't be more happy and feel more blessed with where I'm at right now. How have you been able to keep saying yes to where you think? God I is think it's you? a habit. I, I think it's uh, you know, you can form good habits and bad habits and everyone likes to talk about bad habits, but you can just as easily form good habits. And pretty early on, I recognized that God was putting these opportunities in my life. And then all I had to do was take advantage of them. And it seemed like everyone that I took, something cool happened. And so then it was like, oh, like, I want to do this. Like, I want to go on this next adventure. I feel like this is going to be an awesome opportunity. And so I got in the habit of saying yes uh, to all these new adventures. And, and yeah, it's just been an awesome road. And it's, it's led me here. And I just feel so blessed to be a part of Notre Dame and be at the spot that I am now. I want to talk about um, Brazil. So I... I- I spent a little bit of time in Brazil. I took some Portuguese. But when, when I think about soccer in Brazil, I'm thinking, you know, Neymar, one of the greatest ever. Pelé, who recently passed, one of the greatest ever. Ronaldinho, like, you know, these amazing soccer players. What was it like playing pro soccer in that in that environment? Oh, it was all-encompassing. And we think about, like, what a big deal college athletics is in the United States. But it's still, like, a piece of the general sports puzzle. Like, you have all of these different sports that people watch. And you have college and you have pro. And some people like football and some people like soccer and some people like tennis, you know, there's all these different passions, all these different avenues you can take. In a country like Brazil, it is predominantly soccer. Like that is what is just, it's just cultural, just ingrained in everyone growing up. 
And so to go over there and see the passion that everyone had for that sport and how it was more than just a sport. It, it was a part of the culture and it was a part of what people did and it was a way to connect people to one another. It was really cool to be a part of that. I remember um, the neighborhood I stayed in had one soccer field in the back and it was like this torn up grass field with like a, a metal frame as the goal. And there would be 50 kids out there every single night just playing with each other, hanging out, kicking the ball around. It was just... It was just something you did. I mean, I don't know that anyone didn't play soccer. It was just. Hey, what was, city were you in? I was in Sao Carlos, which is almost a su- suburb of Sao Paulo, which is just the major city. Um, and Sao Carlos was really safe. It was a great city to be in. I played for uh, Grêmio Sao Carlos and Ferroviarias when I was there and had an awesome time. Really got to be immersed in the culture, learned a little bit of Portuguese, made some great friends. It was awesome. And when you think about um, coming back to the, to the U.S. and playing football you said you walked on at usf before you know coming to notre dame how does that how did that um appreciation for what soccer meant to brazilians um change your viewpoint on what football means to americans and then participating in this culture as well i think it it inspires me to keep the team and the fans in focus when i go out and i accomplish things so for me like playing at notre dame the individual accomplishments are great. And I'm sure, like you said, we'll, we'll, we can talk about some of that stuff. But it's the coolest part of it is bringing people joy. And it's like people turn on the TV and they watch you play and they're like, that's cool. And, and it brings them joy and it connects them with their friends. Like my dad, he's had his buddies text him and say, like, is this your son? Like Spencer <laughs> number 32. There. And he'll be like connecting with old buddies that he hasn't talked to in years that are all of a sudden like hitting him up on the phone and then he re- reconnects with them. So the coolest part is like playing a sport that, that so many eyes are on and it's just forming awesome memories and, and bringing them joy and happiness and connecting with your teammates. And that's part of the reason I do it. And that's part of the reason why it's so fun for me it isn't necessarily just the individual accomplishments, but what it brings other people. So let's talk about NC State. When I, when I was watching on, on telly, it looked just wicked out there. I, I'm telling you. And you managed to have, I think your your PR was 52 yards prior to this, correct? Yeah, I think the, I think so. I think it was University of Florida, maybe last year, 52 yeah. yards. So, so I mean, to, to, to do a PR in those conditions, I mean, what going through warm-ups, did you feel, like, what was your feeling uh, when you're just walking around and kind of being in that environment? Mm-hmm. Well, it's every game is different, and so every game presents its challenges. Um, and so for me, I just try to focus on my operation and try to be as consistent as possible, regardless of the field or the stadium or the location or the weather. And so the less I can think about it and have that on my mind and the better I can perform. And so, yeah, it's, it's harder to kick in wind and it's harder to kick in rain. And, but for me, it's like, I just got to try to ignore it and put it out of my, my mind and just focus on the task at hand. And the better you're able to ignore it, then the more successful you can be. It's funny. Cause like it, I understand what you're saying. Like in my mind, I'm like, yes, makes sense. But then I've also had conversations with kickers where they're like, they know different winds. They understand the wind above the stadium versus inside the stadium and how it changes. And so it's, it's like an interesting concept. How can you just kind of turn your brain off when you are paying attention to so many different factors? I think a lot of it is I'm, vi- I'm not a traditional kicker. I, I did not go through the camp system. I never had a, an official coach. I only played football one year of high school. It was my senior year, and I just did it for fun. And so I wasn't in an environment where I was, like, continually surrounded where 
this is what a kicker does and this is how he acts and this is how and so for me it's like I know what my job is and I want to go out and I want to do my job to the best of the ability but it's kind of just been like me and then my family and other influences in my life that have helped me get there but I try not to be super analytical about all that stuff because I think it can get in your head and it can do more harm than good at the end of the day and so my motto is like you know, Coach Freeman, he's like, all right, we're going field goal here. It's I, it's not my job to tell him where I'm kicking or when I'm kicking or what distance. It's like I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do my thing. So when you think about your your non-traditional approach and the benefit, because at the end of the day, I'm talking to you're the school record holder for Notre Dame, which is, like, which is amazing. So when you think about your non-traditional approach, in what way has that freed you, you know, just being able to approach this game in, in – um, in a new way and break records? Um, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. Um, this is the most that I've ever cared about football, and it's because of Notre Dame and in the stage that Notre Dame has. And I see my teammates working so hard every day. Like Sam Hartman's doing an interview next to me. I see him in the weight room after hours working every day. I see Joe Alt working and leading. I see these guys, and it's like, it's my duty to work hard and do my job for them. Like, I don't think about, okay, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to kick this yardage and then I'm going to get like glory or fame because of it. It's like, it is, I'm indebted because of how hard they work and how hard the coaching staff works to do my job for them. And so that's what drives me and keeps me motivated. And I think that's the non-traditional view of it. I think not to throw the kickers under the bus, but I think sometimes like in the kicking profession, it's very individualized because it's such a unique position. And it's like, Oh, I need to like do my thing. And I, this is my coach and I'm going to make these field goals. And I'm going to go to NFL. I don't care. I'm not thinking about the NFL. I just, every day I show up to work and I do my thing because that's what my brothers next to me deserve. And so that's my approach. And that's how it helps me keep things in perspective. When you think about Notre Dame, cause you've been here for a while now, uh, what makes it so special? It's just the history behind it. It is. It has a tradition of being a magical place, and that doesn't change because the people that come here that are attracted to this university, that are able to come to this university, are the highest achievers that you're going to meet. And so it has a consistent history of producing great people and great football players. And, and the culture is so strong, and that's such an emphasis that it's able to maintain that year after year. And that's why I feel like it's so special and it's such a blessing to be a part of that. Hmm. Do you have like a favorite tradition yet? Yeah, like what, what's your favorite Notre Dame thing? I don't know. It's that's hard to say. I think that there's a lot of things that we do that that I take pride in. Um, I like our, our fight song that we sing, and I like how we we go to the fans after the game and show appreciation oh, out there. Yeah, things like that that are ingrained in Notre Dame culture. Um, they're meaningful, and, and it's fun to be a part of that. So I, I know um, w- w- you obviously great soccer player, but I want to go back in the past just briefly entertain me. I live in New York, the U.S. Open, big deal. Coco Golf won her first major. You know, Novak Djokovic also broke a record. The tie with Serena Williams, the tie with overall with Margaret Court. So I know you're a tennis player, a very good one. You know, what what is your uh, current take on the state of affairs in tennis? I'm just curious. I love I mean, you. You seem to know about most things. I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I try to be a, a cultured individual and, and kind of have an understanding of what else is going on, not just what I'm doing all the time. Um, I certainly stay up to date with tennis. Um, I think it's pretty incredible what Djokovic has been able to do at the age that he is now 
and the consistency and excellence that he shows. But it's also really cool to see the new generations that are coming up in, and competing with that. Um, it was sad when Federer retired. I think for me, like he was kind of like the all-time goat just because of what he did for the sport. And I think uh, he was such a classy individual in every facet of life that that was something that I really respected. Um, and I think it's cool that you can learn from other people in different professions. And even though I'm doing a sport that's entirely different than what he's doing, you can learn from those people and you can attribute certain tools and skills that you see them doing to your own life as well. And so I think that's why it's important to be a cultured person and kind of understand what's going on around you. It helps you keep things in perspective. Thanks for being a good sport on that one. I appreciate it. So look, yeah. this is my last question for you. You think about um, everything, all your experiences through Central America, starting the nonprofit, running that business with your sister, your real estate investments, you know, traveling the world, now playing uh, football for Notre Dame. What is What does life look like for you after Notre Dame and after whatever sports you're playing? What do you want to do uh, when you're done playing sports? I think the coolest thing about the position that I'm in right now is that I know God has something picked out for me and all I have to do is continuing being the best person I can be every day. So that's continuing to grow the real estate investments. That's continuing to grow the um, athletic training company with my sister and adding in the health aspect that we dream of doing. Um, that's hopefully playing at the next level. Um, but if that's not an option, that's okay because I have other things on my plate. Um, that's connecting with Notre Dame and staying connected with Notre Dame even after I leave here, coming back to events, coming back to sporting events, staying connected with all the incredible people that are in this network and hopefully doing some really cool things on the business side with them. Um, it's just continuing to maximize my opportunities every day. And it's low stress because I know that God's going to have something picked out for me. Keep saying yes. It's a habit. It's a habit. Exactly. You That's right. Deal. It's a pleasure, man. Uh, best of luck to you this weekend in Central Michigan and, and go Irish, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. What a fun conversation. I mean, Jason, Spencer, this has been one of my favorite weeks so far. So we'll be back next week with reactions to the Central Michigan game and preview next weekend's matchup in South Bend where Notre Dame takes on Ohio State. So, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, just like Jason said, one week at a time. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Notre Dame on NBC podcast on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and wherever you get your audio podcasts. Go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 